Okay. We're going to try this with a new connection. Hmm. I don't know what else it could be, but hello, everyone. As I stated in my prior attempt from the hotel room, this is a practice report for the Dallas Cowboys training camp, 7-30-2022. That would be a Saturday. And I swear on everything, if this isn't coming through loud and clear, I will be angry. But here we are. We have notes. We have notes for you, which you're watching. I can show you the notes I take in practice. But there's pretty much no chance that you can decipher it. So I'll just read it. Okay, so it is the Wi-Fi. If it's better now, this is literally running through Wi-Fi off of my phone as a hotspot. So hotel, how about you have better internet next time? All right, we in this bad boy. Hey, everybody. Let's do it. Cowboys practice report. You guys, of course, can also ask questions. I'm out here for you. You know, I'm not out here for me. I don't care about me. I care about you guys. Could change one quick setting, but I got some notes on a whole bunch of different things from Cowboys practice today, including the underrated wide receiver that keeps making plays, the rookie who hasn't been talked about but deserves it, the kickers did some kicking, and Jabril Cox is making the push to try to get some PT in this bad boy. Kilgore said, no popping. Good stuff. Excited to see camp and pads. And somebody in the last one, when I tried to do this, mentioned something that I wanted to address, but I forgot what it was already. So that's okay. Um, so yeah, Monday is going to be the first time they put on the pads. I still haven't figured out how much. Oh, yeah, somebody said, hey, noticed you weren't on G-Bag even though you're out at camp. That is correct. I no longer work at 105.3 The Fan. But I do want to shout out one of the sponsors who got me here, which is the Ben and Skin Show on 97.1 The Eagle, who used to be on The Fan. And they're my buddies, who I do a radio hit with them every day at 4.15. Uh, for the Cowboys. So every day at 4.15, you can hear me on the Ben and Skin Show on 97.1 The Eagle. And it is also on the iHeartRadio app. So if you want to listen that way, you can. And they podcast every single uh, segment they do. So even if you miss the show, you can find it at Ben and Skin Podcasts on Twitter, I believe. So shout out to Ben and Skin. Thanks for getting me to Oxnard, boys. Love you. Do you have a monthly subscription service to what? I don't understand the question. Uh, also, thank you to my other training camp sponsor, my buddy Ziggy, one and only Ziggy.com. That is O-N-E and only Ziggy.com. Incredibly affordable art. I got my uh, Doc Holiday tombstone poster from him. Ink on cardboard, and you can get stuff from there as low as like 30 bucks. He's a badass, and he's a friend of mine, and he's a friend of yours. One and only Ziggy.com. Hey, Jeff, is the offense catching up? Yes, the offense is catching up. The offense is playing pretty well. The... Uh, Last couple of days. I think if you had to pick a winner in the last uh, four days of camp, you would say the defense has won so far, but the offense has been coming around. And Red zone work today, Dak threw three touchdowns in the red zone work. One to uh, Sean McEwen, number 84, tight end. One to James Washington on a blown coverage. And one, two, oh, and he had one to Jalen Tolbert, where Tolbert almost got the toe tap, but he didn't, but it was a dime. Simi Fihoko had a touchdown, but that was from Will Greer. And so the offense is 
kind of catching up. Does Dak really have noticeably stronger throws? I wouldn't say it's noticeable to me, but I'm also going to believe his tight end who says he catches it from him every day. But yeah, the fan could use you. Well, I think they're doing great. I have a lot of friends over there, and I hope that they do very, very well. But I am doing me, and I am currently on Team Ben and Skin. And I would like you to listen to them on 97.1 The Eagle. It's the best version of their show of all time. How's Pollard looking? Pollard looks great. Pollard looks great. All right, and a couple people in the chat have nailed the rookie who needs to be talked about that hasn't been talked about enough. Isaiah here, how did you think Deron Bland looked today? Seemed like he popped a little. That is the rookie that nobody's talked about yet, or no, I haven't talked about, but Deron Bland is the name you need to know. He's been running with the second team. He's a cornerback out of Fresno State. He was one of their fifth-round picks, and he is the DB that isn't named you know, uh, Anthony Brown, Trayvon Diggs, Jordan Lewis. He's the corner, not it's not a starter, that consistently is showing up and making plays. He broke up a couple different passes today in red zone work. So Deron Bland, Fresno State. And then after practice, I was talking to Anthony Brown, and that's the one guy he singled out when he was talking about the young guys is he singled out Deron Bland. He was like, yeah, that dude, like he's in the playbook, he's ready to go, uh, and he's playing well out here. Tolbert flashing more yet. Um, not necessarily. He looks good. Like today was last couple of days. Dak has been thrown to wide receivers more than tight ends. I was starting to think Dalton Schultz was going to have 150 catches, uh, but maybe not. Maybe the wide receivers will actually get some things done. All right. We'll talk about Terrence Steele here just in a second and the offensive line, because that is also relevant, but you have to remember that we are still not in pads. And my theory on not being in pads is for the offensive and defensive line, it makes it very hard to evaluate. So you can't worry too much about anything, but there is one thing to talk about. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first to market odds and lines, find reviews and news for every, every league, including major league baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting props and futures. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-50, that's 5-0, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Okay, let's talk about Terrence Steele. I thought those helmet pads were heavy, but KT was looking it up, and he thinks that they're either 0.44 pounds or like one pound. Maybe football helmets are just heavier than I remember because I tried to pick one up sneakily. And it's heavy. The helmet with that padding stuff on top is heavy. When you get done, I would love for you to give us a way too early 53, man. Oh, Kilgore. I guess, you know what? There's no practice tomorrow. Padded practices start Monday. So maybe tomorrow I will sit here and go through and try to pick out a 53-man roster. <laughs> way too early. We haven't even gotten in pads yet. Uh, so Terrence Steele is the one guy that consistently, uh, no pads, but when they get to 11 on 11, Tank Lawrence would have a lot of sacks. Micah Parsons, when he rushes over the right tackle, would have a lot of sacks. So I'm not telling you this to freak you out. I'm not telling you this to freak you out. I'm just telling you that it's a thing that's been happening so far in camp that uh, the right tackle has been getting beat. And you know what? He seems... He talked after practice today, and he seems, like, confident and 
that he's feeling really, really good, but it is just something that I've noticed is there's guys turning the corner on the right tackle when they're doing 11 on 11. So that is your offensive lineman to watch when the pads go on. We'll be watching all of them. Left guard's going to matter. Center's going to matter. We know that the right guard and the left tackle are going to be badass, but we will have to uh, we will have to keep a sharp eye. There's always a training camp guy who flashes and then disappears by the third preseason game. I have a candidate for that, but I don't want to talk bad about anybody. And I already mentioned him earlier today, uh, TJ Vasher. And at some point, I will call him Nathan Vasher because that was his dad. He was a corner in the league. And it's the name that keeps jumping in my head when I think about Vasher. Um, I just wonder how hard it'll be for him to make the team because he's a six foot six guy and the six foot six wide receiver is not going to play special teams. So if you're a backup wide receiver who's not going to play receiver snaps if nobody gets hurt and you don't play special teams, that makes it hard to make the team. Like he's earning his way. He's one of the four or five best receivers out there so far that's making plays. But if you're not a special teamer and you're going to be a backup wide receiver, that's hard. It's easier for somebody like Kevontae Turpin we're like, yes, he's our fifth wide receiver. He's also our starting punt returner, starting kick returner. Like, he has other things he's going to do. If you are a fifth or sixth wide receiver and there's not other things you're going to do, it's hard to be on the team. Now, the other wide receiver that is worth mentioning, who to my eyes has been the second best wide receiver out here so far and isn't getting talked about enough, or maybe I don't know because I'm talking about him. Noah Brown just keeps showing up, dude. Noah Brown just keeps making plays. In red zone today, he had three different catches. Um, he looks good. He hadn't dropped anything. Noah Brown's out here making plays. Uh, Jalen Tolbert probably has more ability. And it's hard, right? We still don't have pads on, and it's so limited the number of reps you get in 11-on-11, 11 11, so everybody doesn't get targeted the same. But Noah Brown's been getting targets, and Noah Brown's been catching everything. Uh, he looks good. He looks good. David Sanders hearing good things about Ridgeway. Got a nickname, Vanilla Gorilla. Again, so hard to evaluate defensive tackles without pads. Like the defensive ends, it's a little bit easier because you can be like, oh, yeah, he beat the tackle around the corner. Oh, yeah, he uh, beat him with an inside move and the guy had to hold. But with the guards and the D tackles in there in the middle just smashing into each other without pads, it's it's hard to evaluate. So it'll, we'll see Monday. Stadius, that's when the pads go on. Pads go on on Monday, and then we'll be rocking and rolling. Noah Brown, developmental wide receiver for six years. He's just been a depth guy. Uh, this wide receiver group is not top heavy. Like, I think James Washington is literally right now a starter because he's played NFL football. It, like, they're, they're pretty thin at receiver. I'm going to comment here about how they're thin at offensive line. That's true. They're thin at offensive line. They're thin at wide receiver. Uh, and so guys are going to show up and make catches, and I'm just going to talk about who does it. And it happens to be right now Noah Brown making a bunch of plays. Appreciate you, Jeffrey, there in the super chat. Yeah, the offensive line right now, Josh Ball is your backup offensive tackle. Noah Brown needs to be cut. I'm just, I'm telling you, he's been the second best wide receiver out of here. He does not need to be cut. For crying out loud. If they sign Tack McKinley, who do they cut? Well, Tack McKinley's coming off an Achilles in, what, December or January? So he won't be ready to play yet. If they, Even if they did sign him, that would be a signing for later in the year. Or maybe you try to get sneaky and sign him to a multi-year deal, hoping to have him on the cheap in future years. 
But right now, if I am looking at the defensive end position, um, they could keep probably six, up to six. And obviously, you've got Tank and Dorrance, Dante Fowler, Sam Williams, Terrell Basham might be fifth. And then maybe Chauncey Golston, if you consider him both, but he's been playing defensive tackle, really. And you have Micah, so you might just keep five edge guys. So that's that. With no pads on, all this is irrelevant. Well, see, you're in here watching me talk about what happened and telling me that it's irrelevant. That doesn't seem very fair, sir. All we can go on is what they did, damn it. You're right. Without the pads on, it's hard to evaluate a lot of things, but I can tell you what happened in practice, unless you don't want to know. Uh, Noah Brown's always played well when he gets in. Um, Okay, where was the other one? Please get tape on the offensive defensive line one-on-ones. I want to see how developed our left guard and center are. Thank you, Soto, man. I appreciate you in Super Chat. Like, even if I did get tape of that, which I might, I couldn't share it because if you share it that's a good way to never get tape again and never have a credential again so yeah see i'm just saying see i'm just saying i'm not allowed i i put the caveat in that without pads it's just what it is monday is when we can really start evaluating but damn it i'm gonna talk about something bobby is the improvements in dax arm noticeable like others have noted maybe a little bit He's throwing it with zip for sure. I guess I just don't remember him like having a weak arm anyway. So yeah, he's throwing it. He's throwing it pretty good. Is the defensive scheme any different from last year? I'd tell you the one thing I've noticed on defense that is very, very, very consistent is they are um oh Soto man. I thought you were talking about actual tape of like from the front and back with really high quality tape. No, when they go one-on-ones with offensive and defensive line, I can record it on my phone as long as it's tight. Uh, I can do that. So the one thing that's different on defense this year, or not even different because they did do this last year, but they're doing it a ton in camp right now, is playing with three safeties. They'll play three safeties and three corners. And, you know, J-Ron Curse will be on the field. And maybe we shouldn't even call it three safeties. Really, it's just that J-Ron Curse is playing linebacker. So you'll have Malik Hooker and Donovan Wilson out there. Donovan Wilson's getting a ton of snaps out here. And then J-Ron Curse is playing linebacker next to Micah or next to Vanderesh and Micah's Russian. So they're playing a ton of what you would call nickels, five DBs, dime is six. They're playing some dollar defense, which is just working on different things, but dollar is seven defensive backs. And I have seen them do that. Uh, so yeah, like to throw to Washington and end of game drills. Yeah, it was blown, it was blown coverage, but it's a touchdown. It's a touchdown. The Washington one was just that uh, Trayvon Diggs and that was Jordan Lewis. They both decided to cover the motion man who shot out into the flat and nobody decided to cover the guy who ran straight up the field, which, interesting, but yeah. You said Garibay may be gone tomorrow on Twitter. Was he that bad? Yeah. The Texas Tech kicker. This was the first day they actually kicked. And uh, Liam went seven of eight. Garibay went four of eight so 50 percent when you're not kicking i don't even think they went beyond 50 yards it was like 38 to 48 maybe maybe they went just over 50 but texas tech man out of the gate did not do so well he's gonna need to kick today 
or he's going to need to kick a lot better next week. Um, cause that was not good. That was not good. Anything else that we need to talk about? How has bell looked? I'm assuming. Bell, oh, you're talking about Marquise. Uh, Cowboys love him. They love him. He's in there with the second team running next to Israel Mukwamu. And I haven't noticed him making a bunch of plays, and I haven't noticed him not making a bunch of plays, which at safety, that can be fine. If they're not throwing the ball down the field, what are you supposed to do? Deshaun Wright had a nice pass break up today. He looks heavier. He's gained like 14 pounds. You can tell. He he now looks like a human. Uh, he was so freaking skinny last year. So skinny. Oh, Jabril Cox. Holy cow. I'm 16 minutes in here. I buried the lead. Uh, John on Facebook said, what if LVE was looking over his shoulder at Jalen Smith because Jalen needed help? LVE seemed to improve after Jalen left. That is 100% true. Uh, Jalen Smith hurt Leighton Van Der Esch because he had to worry about doing multiple jobs because Jalen Smith was really bad. Uh, and that won't be the case this year. So like Van Der Esch has looked fine, but today, and I'm glad a bunch of people got film of it because I was, I'm, I'm not filming all the plays because I'll just let Mishota and Hellman get their shine on on Twitter with that stuff. But there was a play where they ran outside to the left in red zone, and Jabril Cox was the defense's left linebacker. And my God, he saw it all the way. He shot through a bunch of traffic, and he would have made the tackle for a one-yard gain from the backside. Jabril Cox is so healthy and can run so well and can cover. I don't know if he's going to get a ton of opportunities because it would take either them saying, you know what, you're better than Van Der Esch or Van Der Esch screwing up. Like Van Der Esch is actually the leader of that linebacker group when they're doing all their drills and everything. He goes first. He stays in the front. He busts his ass. He's work ethic guy. Uh, and Micah just looks bored. Like he'll go fifth. He don't care. He's just like, when are we doing seven on seven? When are we doing 11 on 11? When we get to play football? <laughs> but, um, yeah, Jabril Cox, that play was really good. It was nice to see the healthy version of him flying around. Does Hooker look better a year removed from the Achilles? Uh, I mean, he looks perfectly healthy. Perfectly, perfectly healthy. I don't think it meant anything, but there's a play or two when they went into, they're flipping into a new drill. I think Donovan Wilson was at free safety and Curse was at strong, and Hooker was watching for like two plays, and then he went in. I would imagine it meant nothing because it was a grand total of two plays. Malik Hooker is the free safety, but uh, yeah, he looks pretty good. He looks pretty good. But again, we don't have pads, so who knows? Uh, anything else? I think I've covered everything I saw today. You notice any attention to detail on penalties, false starts? I only noticed one penalty today, and I think it was an offsides, but they just ran the play through it anyway and kept going. So, no, I haven't noticed a big old. I will tell you the one guy who is very, very grabby, and that is Kelvin Joseph. Kelvin Joseph is the guy that on pretty much every play, he'll play press and he'll grab onto something. And if he plays in games, I'm thinking he will have a few of those called. Do you think the immediate needs might be down to OT and wide receiver two? Yeah, I think the Cowboys would be wise to be looking around on the market still for offensive tackle, especially with, well, let's go. Well, let's go. Their fifth-round pick, we're going to see how long he's going to miss with his shoulder, Josh Ball. But, we, again, we'll find out. Josh Ball basically redshirted last year. We didn't get to see anything from him. They had high hopes for him. 
when we put on pads, how does he do? He's going to have a lot of opportunity because you're short at offensive tackle. So we'll see what Josh Ball has, and they'll see if they need anybody. And then they'll have to decide at wide receiver, are you good with what you got, or do you need more? And I kind of think they need more. Once Gallup is back, you'll be okay because you'll have Michael Gallup, C.D. Lamb, and then whoever you like out of Jalen Tolbert and whoever else makes the team. I'm not going to automatically put James Washington into that group, but I do. I think literally James Washington is here because they wanted a wide receiver who had a decent amount of NFL experience actually being on the field until Michael Gallup gets back. And so, like, that's a survival signing, not a we're going to go kick ass signing. And there's not a whole lot left out there, but you could bring in a vet that could either push these guys or take playing time from these guys, whether it's who else is still out there, Emmanuel Sanders, Will Fuller. Uh, is Will Fuller still out there? I'm sorry. Uh, Dwight Hilton, maybe. Yeah, Will Fuller's still a free agent. Bring me Will Fuller. Bring me Will Fuller, please. That's all I want is Will Fuller. Is Vasher the secret weapon, tall and faster? I mean, he makes plays out here. I don't, uh, it's just weird, man. Vasher would have to be wide receiver four or higher to make the team, I think. Because wide receiver four would play 10 to 15 snaps in a game because it's just what the Cowboys do, which is really weird. Wide receivers should be in better shape than that. You don't need to take plays off. Stay out there and go run your routes. But wide receiver four plays. Wide receiver five and six, you got to play special teams. So I don't know. Any more spectacular catches from Vasher or the other wide receivers? Uh, no, Simi had a nice touchdown catch. Not spectacular, but he had a nice one down the right sideline in red zone from Will Greer. Um, McEwen on his touchdown, it was a contested ball on Anthony Brown, and he held on to it. Nice catch. Um, CD's made a couple. But no, we've been without a bunch of just outstanding. Oh my God. Can you believe that? I saw Cavante Turpin returning kicks for the first time today. And you can see the burst, the speed, the acceleration. Um, no, nothing else. Spectacular. Spectacular comes in pads. It's going to be great. All right, team. I think I'm out of here. Thanks to my guys at bed online. Thanks to my guys at the Ben and skin show. 97 won the Eagle. Thanks to my boy Ziggy, one and only Ziggy.com. Go get you a great Scott ink on cardboard. You know what I'm saying? Great Scott. Uh, thank you guys. And I will do something tomorrow, even though there won't be a practice to talk about. I'll do something. That's what I'll do is something. <sighs> All right. You guys ready for the mental health minute here at the end? If you don't care about this, just get out. Just go. So I'm here and I'm sharing a room with Dave Hellman, Fox Sports. And he stayed at the field for an extra couple hours because Jerry Jones was going to do the tour of the TV stations, sit down and do like, you know, a few minutes with each of the local TV stations, which meant I came back to the hotel and uh, I took a nap and I was by myself for the kind of the first time on the trip. I don't know. Well, I do know why, but don't worry about it. But for the last month or so, when I get by myself, I get sad. Uh, kind of depression spiral. Uh, and then after my nap, I was just laying there on the bed and I was like, you know what, dude, you know what? It always helps. Get your ass up and get your ass outside. 
So I walked out the front door of the hotel. I walked across the road to the beach and I went and bought two tacos from a taco stand. And I walked back. It's better. It's a little better now. But your boys had some struggles. But we've always beat them and we always will. So if you're struggling, I got you, brother, sister. I got you. I love you. Uh, remember, you have no idea what anybody's going through. Be cool to everyone. I love you. Bye.